I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. There are a lot of elements to the Pittsburgh Steelers' consistent success that have changed over the years. There is one that has held true, and it only happens to be the most important one. Good morning to you. Good Sunday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is another special edition of Daily Shot of Steelers coming your way after the Steelers' NFL draft class for 2021 was completed yesterday with nine picks. The first four of whom will directly address the edict that came from on high, meaning from Art Rooney II, that the Steelers upgrade their running game. And this is a point that I feel is very much worth pounding, principally because it was what Rooney wanted Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin to address. And as Tomlin said to us in a not really all that joking manner last week at Heinz Field, Mr. Rooney is the boss. So whenever they talk about Uh, You know, where does the buck stop? Who makes the draft picks? Well, they all kind of get together on the draft picks, but there is one boss. Just as there was one boss when Dan Rooney overruled everybody in the room so that the Steelers could draft Ben Roethlisberger. This happens. I'm not suggesting anything of the kind happened over the weekend, you know, that Art Rooney walked in and said, hey, I think there's this guy over here at Texas Tech that we ought to be taking. It's nothing like that. But when he says he wants the running game to be upgraded, and the running game was 32nd overall out of 32 teams in 2020, then there's got to be an understanding that you're either going to upgrade through free agency or trades which would be a no and a no with all the salary cap constraints that this team has, or you're going to do it through the draft. So they did it. The top priority was made the top pick. Najee Harris shows up. Best running back in the draft. One of the better running backs drafted by almost every account over the last handful of years. Wonderful. Terrific. Not done. The next player drafted is Pat Fryermuth, the tight end from Penn State. But while he obviously helps at that position and can catch the football and can do other things, he's also a very good blocker. And he's got the quickness and the foot speed and the experience to do zone blocking, which I'll get to in a bit. The next pick is Kendrick Green, the center out of Illinois addresses the other obvious concern 
and to some people, not me, the more, uh, the greater concern by adding to the offensive line, by at least beginning to replace Marquise Pouncey. And here again is another player who has that specific zone-blocking technique in his history. Then the fourth pick comes along, and that's Big Dan Moore out of Texas A&M, and he's an offensive tackle. And he is hes going to be seen as a project by some. The Steelers and Adrian Clem really didn't like that tag. They believe that he can come in and challenge right away, and I'm not sure why you would rule that out. If you think about the offensive tackles that the Steelers currently have, Chuk Sikorafor on the left side, Zach Banner on the right side, neither of them is all that experienced, especially Banner, who's played half a game as a starter in the NFL, then why wouldn't you inject him into the competition? There really isn't any other competition, and the more that, uh, the more, no pun intended, the most, I was going to say, the more that more is involved, the greater your capability for having depth right away. But here they are, four picks. Four picks. The first four picks of the draft went not only toward offense for the first time in 40 years, but also toward the running game. Sure, the other guys all have different things that are required of them. It's not just about run blocking for the two offensive linemen. It's certainly not just about run blocking for the tight end. But they're all part of this. They're all part of this solution to the problem that was identified and mandated to be addressed by the franchise owner. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is their known. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who have filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated as super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years. That's reserved for the top 5% of attorneys in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them online at lgkg.com or give them a call at 888-842-5454. Listen to what Tomlin had to say about this specific subject to us yesterday. You know, I I like the players. I like their talents. I like what they were able to do at their universities. Uh, As I mentioned on Monday, uh, the acquisition of players is just a component of it. Uh, Obviously, I feel better about where we are um, today than I did on Monday because those are four quality players. But as I mentioned on Monday, it's just a component. We're excited about teaching them. We're excited about training. We're excited about the evolution of our schematics. And all of those things are going to is going to ultimately determine uh, the look of it all. I don't know what's going to become of the running game in 2021. I don't foresee just snapping a finger and seeing the personnel just magically make it happen. But then I go back to something that 
Tomlin brought up last Monday at Heinz Field when he was asked about the running game. And he got curiously, I don't know if defensive is the right word, but a little edgy as it related to pointing just to the personnel. And he brought up the need and the the beginnings already for the Steelers to introduce these new schemes that allow them to run the ball more effectively. And I did promise you I'd get back to the zone blocking. That's where this is heading. That's where this is heading. The Steelers have not come right out and said this, but I'm not sure that they need to at this point. I'm taking a lot of different morsels that have been dropped in the lawn, and I'm following them all to the same target. This is about Matt Canada putting in a running scheme that's very different than what the Steelers have utilized before. It's not just about the misdirection that he showed uh, at times whenever Randy Feetner was using some of that. That's more about uh, trickery, deception, moving this guy away from that guy, and so forth. But the Matt Canada zone-blocking scheme involves a lot of different layers and a lot of different people and a lot of different skill sets. So the timing of putting in an offense that achieves this is almost perfect. Almost. You do still have the 39-year-old franchise quarterback. But the rest of it, the rest of it, you'll never have, I shouldn't say never, you'll rarely have an opportunity to have your offensive line undergo this much change and this much of an infusion of youth that you can put in this many different new faces or players who are just inexperienced and expect them to just just pick it up, you know? I'm sure it's going to be an adjustment for everybody, including Ben, although Ben's role in the running game and any changes in the running game, uh, he still takes the snap and turns around and hands the ball to somebody, okay? That doesn't mean he doesn't need to be able to make reads and, and help have a feel for it and to foster the rhythm that's involved in it, but it's not like Ben has to master where this block is being executed or why. He still has to just turn around and hand the ball to Najee Harris. But the rest of these guys, the, the, the idea of being able to put in something like this yeah, it's going to happen. I mentioned Tomlin's remark. I can also remind, and I did bring this up at the time, what I felt was a striking kind of off-the-cuff, not-at-all-focused remark by Kevin Colbert. This was way back in January when he acknowledged that they were going to be looking for and acquiring players based on what Matt Canada wants to do. He had not spoken any such thing before. In fact, there'd never even really been any kind of intimation that I can recall for any recent offensive coordinator 
by the Steelers, meaning to say that we're going to go out and get, did you ever hear them say we're going to go out and get a Todd Haley type of player or a Randy Feetner type of player? Did you? How about a Bruce Arians type of player? I never heard that. And they didn't explain, they didn't elaborate, and they're not going to, not this time of year. Not until we actually have a chance to lay our eyes on some of what it is that they're going to be working on. But this draft was probably the first the first real indication. That's neat. That's neat. I, I find this exciting. I find it exciting that the Steelers could take what by every reasonable account should be a big negative, meaning losing players off the offensive line, and turn it into a glowing positive. They don't have to uh, take older guys, Marquise Pouncey, Alejandro Villanueva, uh, whoever else you got, and say, hey, we're going to show you this totally new thing. And by the way, you need to be as quick as you were five, six years ago. All right, we good fellas? All right, here we go. They don't have to do that. They're instead putting in pieces that they feel will be a better fit for this type of offense. One that will run the football and one that at least theoretically for now will make the boss happy. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. Today's comes from Bob, who asks, Dan, what's your thought on the projected usefulness of the two offensive line picks this season, considering the Steelers' level of need for the line to be markedly better while the window for the playoffs is still open? Do the Steelers still need to get an established, competent offensive lineman? My initial reaction upon reading this just now, Bob, is to wonder if we, the collective consciousness of the people who follow the Steelers, haven't taken this offensive line thing way too far. Way too far. The Steelers had not a ton of money, to say the least, to spend this offseason. They had almost nothing that they could put into free agency, but it wasn't nothing. They did sign Cam Sutton and keep him. They did sign Juju Smith-Schuster. They did put some money, smaller money, into other players. And, for that matter, they did sign 
B.J. Finney. But if they, the Steelers themselves, Kevin Colbert, his staff, Mike Tomlin, his staff, if they were anywhere near as concerned about the offensive line as what I sense from the general public, my goodness, you'd think they would have addressed it. Meaning, in some other form, like what you're suggesting, go out and get the, uh, I'm looking for your exact term here, established, competent offensive linemen. I don't see the offensive line as a sky-is-falling situation. I'm open to being wrong about that. Look, if Ben gets thrown to the ground 11 times in the opener, (laughs) feel free to throw this line right back in my face. But if I go left to right on that line, and I name them, and then I ask you in turn, which of these players is the one, which one, 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 is the one who has you concerned? Chooks Okorafor is going to be moving from right tackle to left. Chooks was a pretty good, not great, not spectacular, but a pretty good right tackle, especially when it comes to pass protection. Well, what do you need most out of your left tackle? Pass protection. He also has played the position back in college. Is he the big worry? Switch to the right side. Zach Banner legitimately beat out Chooks last year at training camp at Heinz Field in what everyone described as the best battle of camp. And you know who Zach Banner lined up against all through camp? Yeah, him. And T.J. Watt and Banner had some Epic blow-ups, and I'm talking about not just between the whistles. So is Banner the worry? I don't know. Left guard is Kevin Dotson. We love Kevin Dotson. Remember, we loved Kevin Dotson. We wanted Dotson on the field ahead of Filer for the final stretch. So is Dotson the problem? Let's keep going. Right guard is David DeCastro. I've expressed my concerns about the 2020 season that he had. I feel that those were valid concerns. I've also expressed for nearly a decade now my endless admiration and respect for this perennial all-pro. And if this is going to be the final year for Dave, and maybe it is, I could see him wanting to reascend to the level he's known in the past. And then then we have center. This is really just about center. Bob, it, it is. We don't know. We, we can't even begin to guess what kind of NFL center Kendrick Green will be. But I do know that if, if Green doesn't cut it for whatever reason, if he looks like he struggles in Latrobe, in preseason games, early on in the season presuming that he would get a chance to start, which I couldn't imagine that he would if he doesn't do well in camp, then you at least went and got yourself a guy who has played center in the NFL and has played it pretty well. I don't know if you remember Finney's games in substituting for Marquise, but almost everybody graded him really well, especially when it came to run blocking. 
So what's our worry here? To me, the whole thing feels like it's more this broader, nebulous concept that's formed into a perception than it is the individual guys. If anyone disagrees with this, by all means, come at me. Give me the individuals who worry you, because I'm starting to get a little leery of the whole the offensive line is a nightmare thing. Let's have the individuals who are bugging you. I really appreciate the question, Bob. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers uh, all through the weekend. Uh, We had tremendous numbers, by the way, uh, on these, which is, you know, that's nice. If you're going to do this, you want to make sure that people are listening to it. And we had some of the best numbers we've ever had. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, I've been writing for a long, long time. And maybe you can start taking it uh, for granted, even just in the back of your head, the audience that you have. But for the podcast, which have been a, uh, a new thing for me for as much TV and radio as I've done in my life, which is a lot, uh, the podcasts themselves have been new for me. And this is, this is fun, and, it, and it's been rewarding. And thank you for that. And we will, of course, yes, have another Daily Shot of Steelers tomorrow. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.